I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everyone, I'm David Weeder. This is my wife Lynn Weeder, and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Glory to God. Why the name Covenant Living? The Lord keeps having me come back around to that every now and then because we always have new viewers that are joining with us. And, and you know, nowadays particularly, most people, the only thing they know about Covenant is that's the thing at their homeowners association that, <laughs> that <laughs> keeps, you them from, like. keeps you from painting your house purple or something like that. <laughs> well, no. No, 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 no. Covenant, this, you know, what? what is this? It's the Bible, yeah. Yeah, it's the Bible. It's the Word of God. It most certainly is the Word of God. But it is a copy of two covenants, blood-sworn covenants, the Old Testament, or the First Covenant, is was sworn in the blood of animals and then later in the blood of man through circumcision. And then the Second Covenant, our covenant, sworn in the blood of God Himself. Now, it is essential that you have that understanding because this is what we as people of God should be living our life by. Well, you have to know if you're going to live your life by anything, a creed, a code, a philosophy, whatever, you have to have belief and trust in what you are going to live and base your life on. So that's what we are going to do in today's broadcast is look at the absolute infallibility and trustworthiness of the Word of the living God. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> well, I tell you what, grab your copy of the covenant, grab a notebook, Make a cup of coffee. If you need to, hit pause or something. Go make a cup of coffee, brew a cup of tea, whatever you're going to do. Come back, get started, pull up a chair, and let's get into the Word. We're going to start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank You for this opportunity to delve into our covenant and to see what makes it so steadfast, so rock solid, that we can base our lives, come hell, high water, life, or death, we can live by the words of your covenant. Thank you for teaching us, showing us, revealing to us the immutability of your covenant. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to minister to every person watching these broadcasts, listening to them via podcast or radio, however they are getting this word, 
minister to them exactly what you would have for them to get to apply to their particular daily lives today. In the name that's above every name, the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Thank you, sir. I receive it done in that name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. Glory to God. Thanks for tuning in. Praise God. This is, you know, if you have a copy of a will, mm -hmm. then your name is on it. It's your copy. You, 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 you cherish it because you, that's your legal document, your legal proof of what was left to you as your inheritance. Okay, well, you know, turn in just a couple pages on your on your Bible, and uh, and you'll you, you're allowed to see something that says something along the lines of this Bible was presented to David Weeder, October fifteenth, two thousand and sixteen. This is my Bible, mine. <laughs> this is God speaking to me. Your Bible is God speaking to you. It's not a religious book that you keep on a coffee table to look nice. No, it's God speaking directly to you and your family. Glory to God. So let's look into how important this is to God. And we're gonna start off in the book of Hebrews. So turn over there with us. Let me get all my, my fixings in order here. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 6 is where we're going to start. And we're going to read beginning in verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Glory to God. That's how serious God takes it. There ain't no, there ain't no more mighty than the almighty God. There's no higher than the most high God. And because mm -hmm. there was no greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured Abraham, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife or argument. There is nothing after the oath of confirmation. It's settled forever. Wherein, verse 17, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel or his word confirmed it by an oath. Now, the, the literal Greek there said he imposed upon himself the oath. Just in plain vernacular, what that means is if he breaks his word, he ceases to exist. He swore by himself. My brother and sister, you, it, it just doesn't get any more sure than that. Well, and it's harder for people nowadays to understand this 
you swore by an oath, so what? Mm -hmm. I mean, people give their word, they sign contracts, yeah. they, I mean, even covenants of marriage mm -hmm. are actually in many times taken so lightly of, sure. Yeah. Words on a paper. Right. Nowadays, contracts are almost entered into as, okay, you know, something I can figure out, a good lawyer figure out how to get me out of this. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't get out of a blood covenant unless you die. Okay, that's how serious it is. Blood marriage covenant, instead of a golden ring, used to be cut in blood around the finger. And then they used to rub something in it after the days of gunpowder. A lot of times they'd run gunpowder, uh, rub gunpowder in it, make it swell up, turn black and everything. You're not taking that one off to go to town. <laughs> that, that one sticks with you. And that's what this is supposed to represent. A never ending circle of valuable, priceless love in the covenant of marriage. Most people get a little bit of a taste of it, if you think about a covenant of marriage, a little bit. Um, but it's just nowhere near when God swears by himself to cease to exist if he breaks the covenant. <laughs> oh man, you, you just can't grasp the weight of that with this natural thinking, but it helps you to meditate on it and get deeper and deeper because it provides an anchor for your soul. Now, let's, go, let's continue here. Verse 17 again we'll read, Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things, we'll see that in a minute, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon uh, the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that uh, within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we're going to look at that here in just a little bit, and that's where you go find out about the two immutable things is when Melchizedek brought the bread and the wine out to Abraham. Those were representative of Abraham's covenant, which he hasn't even... He, well, that was in Genesis 14. He hadn't mm -hmm. even got into the, the meat of the covenant yet, which we're going to look at right now. Turn over to Genesis chapter 15. It, it, these things take time to build and we could do, oh my goodness, we could do a whole years of broadcasts on nothing but the covenant, but we're just going to, to give you an overview so that you know, this is how we live our life. And this is why the name of the broadcast is covenant living, because this covenant affects every single aspect of our lives as believers, from our marriage, to our children, to our prosperity, to our safety, to our health. It's not just, okay, we're Christians, so we go to church once a week. No, 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 it's no. N and, okay, we make sure that we pray before our meals. 
okay, we do these things. It's not that. It's how we live our lives. It's not a checkbox. It's how you live day in, day We were recently visiting with uh, Pastor Happy Caldwell in, um, in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. And he was, he was reminding us, we were talking about our heritage and, and the, the generals in the word of faith and Brother Hagin and, you know, and all these things. And he said, you know, he said the reason and, and a lot of the way things have changed today is back in the 60s, the 70s, the, you know, this is how you got your socks. <laughs> this is how you, you believed God to get from point A to point B to come up with gasoline. This is how you put food on the table. You lived it day in, day out, and it was all based in your covenant. You all you you had to put pressure and rely on the covenant to make it to to survive day by day. And that was where the real strength and the roots of the word of faith got started. But let's let's get back here. Okay. <laughs> I got to stay on track. Okay. Genesis chapter 15. Abraham's talking with the Lord. He's talking about his heirs. And um, in verse 5, the Lord took him out. He brought him forth abroad and said, Look now towards heaven and tell the stars if you be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. That was the word of the Lord. That was the word of the Lord to Abraham. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it for him righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of the Ur of Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid east peace one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, so God said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterwards shall they come out with great substance and you shall go to your fathers in peace and you shall be buried in a good old age but in the fourth generation they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full and it shall come to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. God is a fire from the loins up and a fire from the loins down. Passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto your seed have I given have I given? It's already done as far as the covenant and God's concerned. Have I given this land from the river of Egypt until the great river, the river Euphrates? He formed covenant. Now, at this point, it was in the blood of animals, animal sacrifice, but it was still in blood. It was a blood sworn oath. So now we go a little bit further in, in this process of the Lord dealing with Abraham and go over to chapter 17. 
And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram again and said, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, now listen, this is God's part. As for me, this is God's part. Uh, well, I got all excited Behold there. My Behold covenant. my covenant, there you go, is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name any... So he, he changed his name. Name change in the covenant is a big part of it. Neither shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful... And I will make nations of you, and kings shall come out of you. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and to your seed after you. And I will give unto you and to your seed after you the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. Wow. <laughs> well, and the thing with that is, he said, as for me, this is what I want to offer you. Yeah. And I will give you. Yeah. But Abraham could have walked away. He could have. He said, as for me, he didn't say, I'm, you know, you got to do this. He could have turned and walked away. He didn't have to accept it. He doesn't force that on you. Yeah. Just like. It's not going to fall on you. <laughs> you have to take it. You have to receive it. And that's why God went on to tell Abraham, okay, now. If you keep your, my covenant before you and your seed after your generations, this is my covenant, which you shall keep. This is your part, okay? Between me and you and your seed after you, every man child among you shall be circumcised. Ah, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between you and me. Now we got man's blood involved. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the Lord... You know, okay, this is, the Lord's got a great sense of humor, it's, it's, and it's between me and me, okay? Not being vulgar or crude, but literally, Abraham had skin in the game. Mm -hmm. He's invested. He's a partner with God Almighty because blood has been shed. And God's not going to break his part. Now, well, and this is something that we've seen when we were in a chiropractic business, if you gave somebody a service for free, they may show up, they may not. Mm -hmm. That's right. If you even charge them $5 or a dozen eggs, once they were personally invested, they yeah. valued it. Yeah, they give, yeah, yeah, once you got <laughs> blood's on the line. Now, let's go over to Genesis chapter 22. This is where... This is where Abram was willing to sacrifice his only covenant son. Okay? So we're going to pick this up in verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham, Abraham, his name changed, <laughs> Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, 
But for because you have done this thing and has not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose up and went together. And you know the rest of the story. Because I have sworn by myself. This, this thing is serious. This is why you can bank on this. Now, this was the first covenant in the blood of animals and in, in the blood of of man. Abraham shed his blood. Now, let's go over into the second covenant in Hebrews, and we're going to go uh, back to Hebrews 6 because I want to review that. Now you know what he was talking about when he said, for when God, in verse 13, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Okay, now you've seen that. We, it, it was, it was vital, it's vitally important that you understand that. And that's why we took time to go back and look at what this was talking about. Okay, he couldn't swore by, he, could, he couldn't swore. <laughs> he couldn't swear. I, it might be, hey, that might be proper somewhere. I just don't know where. <clears throat> he couldn't swear by any greater, so he swore by himself. Let's take a little time and look this is why taking communion is so vital to your life as a Christian. It's, we read it before, but let's just pick, pick up in verse 13 or verse uh, 18, that by two immutable things in which it uh, was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have, uh, fled and and, uh, for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now keep reading. This was a letter. This wasn't divided in chapter and verse. This was one flowing letter. Letter. So just keep reading. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham swore a tenth part of all. So, these two elements, the bread and the wine, represented that covenant. That's why it's so important. Today, Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body. And as oft as you do this, you're in remembrance of me. That yeah. doesn't say that it has to be at church. That doesn't say no. it has to be administered no. by somebody else. That's if you're laying hold, using it as an anchor to say, I am healed. My kids are blessed. Whatever it is, you can receive those elements at home as often and it's designed, as you need for the anchor. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's designed to anchor your mind as you're standing and believing and living. It's, it's an anchor that this, 
is a covenant. A covenant in blood. And now, skipping ahead just a little bit here, go over uh, to just another just another chapter, um, chapter nine, two chapters. Chapter nine. Let's pick up in verse eleven. But Christ being come as a high priest. Now that's what we were reading before. You, listen, you need to take time, go all through Hebrews. The whole thing it's is so about rich. covenant and blood and blood sworn. And I mean, it's just so rich. And like I said, we're giving you an overview. <laughs> but Christ being come as a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Listen to this, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. My brother and sister, this isn't in the blood of animals. This isn't in the blood of man. This is in the blood of God manifested in the flesh in the form of Jesus. This is God's blood on the line. And that's why he only had to do it once. There ain't nothing going to undo the blood of Jesus. There is nothing going to undo the covenant that is in the blood of Jesus. No devil. Satan himself, no demon, no circumstance, no little virus is going to undo the words of healing. No economic downturn, depression, or recession is going to undo the words of prosperity that are written in the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Son of the Most High God. It's not going to happen. That's why you can live and base your life, covenant living, right here in these words of, I, you can't, there's no substance that you can't say rock solid. No, it's, it's more than that. <laughs> you can't say it has a firm foundation. No, it's more than that. Well, it's the blood of God. And you think, Okay, this is that written copy of that contractor covenant. But again, it is so much more. It is so it is a sure foundation. Absolutely. It is more sure than that. However sure you can think it is, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more, more sure, sure than that. <laughs> but he is it is a blood sworn oath. Every single word is backed by the word of God. Now turn over to 2 Peter. And we're going to bring this full circle. This is why this is why our covenant as the word says, as Paul Paul says that it is a better covenant based upon better promises. Now listen, 1 Peter, I mean 2 Peter chapter 1 that have obtained verse 1 that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, grace and peace be unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, 
whereby are given unto us great and exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. By these great and precious God sworn in God's blood covenant promises. That's why it's about covenant living. Glory to God. Hey, until next time, don't forget, God loves you. We love you. God is always for you. He's never against you. And Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast. Covenant